0: AGP Resurrection: The Prague as we talk about this week in gaming news. I'm your host, Joseph Bruchette, and with me, as always, actually they're together,
1: and I'm not there. Wish I was there. We have Lionel. Yeah, Joe, it's probably best you're not there because um, you you'd be the middle of this sandwich we're forming. Uh, <laughs> kind of wish there was video now. Uh, and we have Mike.
2: Hi. Where are you? Yeah. You're not here. What are you wearing? You're
1: blown it. Uh, what am I wearing? You really want to know that? You really yeah. want to know what I'm Actually, wearing right now? Actually, I don't want to know. I just <laughs> want you naked.
3: Not
1: ah, ah All right, well.
2: What are you wearing, you,
0: Joe? I am wearing nothing but socks. Just socks. That's all I'm wearing. Yep. Make the socks. You be just proud, Lionel. Ding dong. Yes, <laughs> you be proud. Just like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Ding dong.
2: Supposed
0: yeah. to say nothing but a smile. Mmm, delicious smile. Uh, so let's talk about some games we've been playing. I heard, Blinal,
1: you, you, you're doing some stuff over there. What games have you been playing, oh, yeah. buddy? So, um, first and foremost, uh, for my trip to California, I wanted something a little different than the usual Advance Wars. So I unearthed a copy of Mega Man Zero Collection that I had. And I'm, I'm old. I'm I'm not the, the badass that I used to be. I'm playing this on the super easy mode,
3: <laughs>
1: but uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, if you like challenge, you play that in the original format. It's gonna it's gonna work you, but uh, I don't have that in me anymore. Yeah, zero will do that. Zero is not
0: an easy game. It's much much harder than X any of the X games for sure.
1: Yeah, zero was like okay, like X. Let's do like X. But let's make people want to put their head through the wall. <laughs> yeah. Which one out of the four do you like playing the most? Or actually, which one are you on right now? Well, I just started it, so I'm still on the first one. First one, And okay. it does a lot of stuff, like the kind of apocalyptic scenario they're dealing with is like the really dire kind. Yeah, it's dark and It's a dark story. It's got, like, a mission-based system, so it's not just, okay, work your way through the eight Dark Masters and (laughs) obtain their power. It's like, in this mission, we're going to go recover this vehicle we used to use, or we're going to take over this uh, base to gain ground. We're going to save one of our operatives who was on a deep cover mission. And you get some weird, interesting stuff. Like, I just worked my way through an escort mission. An escort mission in a Mega Man game.
2: <laughs> what is this Mega Man X?
1: Mega Man Zero. Zero. And the timeline, it would take place after X. Like thousands of years after X or something, I think. I think it might hundred? actually be 100 or 1,000. It's, yeah. it's a really long time.
0: Yeah, it's, it's far, far, far in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far in the future that, like... <laughs> this is kind of a tiny bit of a spoiler, but, like... It's so far in the future that like X has long past died or not. We're not even no. like.
1: He he went. Once, um, well, depending. It's, of, well, I think in the context of where I am right now, he's gone insane.
0: Yeah. Well, well, he's kind of given up because it's just he's been fighting for literally like hundreds of years. All right.
1: All right. It's so um, long. Can we take a, take a moment to go deep spoiler? Mm, yes, please. I'm fine with that. So, nope. you're initially led to believe that he's gone, like, brutally insane and become the mm. villain. And that was actually the original intent of the creator. Yeah. But in one of the games, he, you find out he's become, uh, what, what do they call those? The, the cyber-elves? Yeah, like he's, he's basically like
0: a spirit, like a spirit or cyber-spirit or whatever you want to call it, really. But
1: So, he kind of, it's kind of like his brain kind of burnt out. And yeah. Uh, he basically went Jedi, except the body that was left went crazy.
0: Well, I mean, you got to think he was fighting so
1: many wars over and over and over and over again. It's just, yeah. You and story-wise, go. there's this element of like, I, I'm like this because of you, Zero. You left me. Well, he did. He kind of fucked him over pretty bad. Well, well, where where the timelines diverge is either X four or X five, and in the case of X five, there's a scenario where Zero. I mean, regardless of which scenario you go with, you find out that Zero is a creation of Wiley, made specifically mm-hmm. to kill Mega Man. Yep. And yeah. he he puts himself into that sort of deep sleep, so he doesn't do that. Oh, so I, this that. is this is the trade off it yeah. leaves X to fight alone for God knows how many years and yeah
0: yeah I love Zero Story so much I mean uh, when I go further into it it just gets darker and crazier and cyber spirits
1: and elves and <laughs> it just gets kind of weird Yeah, and then they become like like they go through like weird robot mummification and become hinching devices yes, yes I like that their part spirits. the most yeah, and that's that's like ZX or something. Yeah, that's the later. ZX. Yeah, it, it's all. I, w- I want to transform into Mega Man or yeah. Zero, Who or even like it? any of like the Mavericks for that matter.
0: Oh god, I love those games. Like,
1: uh, like all the characters from the previous games become powered armors. How is that not cool?
0: Yeah, no, it's they made uh, they made two of them. Yeah, they, it
1: was yes. like ZX and ZX Advent, right?
0: Yes, yes, that's what it was. Uh, the company who makes Zero, and also um, Gun- they make Gunvolt as well. They, they, yeah, MT Korea. Yeah, they're like true Mega Man fans. I'm, I hope they keep making them. They're so good at what they do. Cool. Uh, all right, Mike, how about you? What you been uh, Is
2: that picking up, Joe? Uh, what's picking up? I guess not. Jump cables is fidget spinning. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry. <laughs> yeah. no. Normally, when I'm like alone in the room and able to talk with you guys, I can do all kinds of stuff. But <laughs>
2: yeah, I do. Stay. I'll admit, sometimes I play Spider-Man Three and just swing around. <laughs> but uh, I try not to.
1: Uh, what have I been playing? Mm.
3: Um,
1: what have I been playing, Jumper Cables? Uh, we play Tekken Seven, and I'm. Fuck all out of practice. Oh, yeah. you. uh, I sucked. You hadn't played it yet. Hmm.
2: What are your impressions? Fuck Lucky
1: Chloe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mike fucking endangered our friendship. That (laughs) shit. (laughs) Whoa. What happened there? I was playing Law, and he beat me using Lucky Chloe. Yeah. One of my best characters with one of the characters I emphatically and passionately hate.
2: Yeah, that I had oh. never used before.
1: Yes. <laughs> Ooh, slap in the face. Slap <laughs> in the dick.
0: <laughs> slap
1: in the nuts.
0: Oh, man.
1: Slap in the pride. <laughs> Let's
0: see. But is everything that Mike's been saying, I mean, uh, about Tekken, I mean, do you feel um, that same way? Yeah, or?
1: I want to say technically it's competent, but there was just, like, a lot of choices made there that I don't really get. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not as uh, not as bothered by it as Mike, but there's but he, all of his issues are justified. Like from a technical standpoint, the game is competent, but like the characters they chose to leave out, the characters they chose to put in, uh, the lack of customization, the uh, story elements, specifically the fact that everyone that isn't tied directly to the Mashima. I won't even say most of the characters tied to the Mishima storyline get some, get some do in the story, but even some characters who should be aren't. Like, a mm. lot of... The progress of a lot of characters, both uh, technically and uh, thematically, were put on autopilot. And it shows really hard.
2: Yeah, mm. a lot of, like, Law's storyline has been... I mean, it's kind of been the same for every game but it's really just like the amount of characters that have joke endings uh in this game or is high too high and it's not that they're not funny but it's just like some plot would have been nice but it's just not fleshed out
1: well some people have actually gotten derailed because of that i was talking with mike about this like it seemed like they were trying to have a character like Warung, for example, it seemed, I felt like they were trying to have him progress towards some element of maturing <laughs> from five onward that has just come to a screeching halt. Um, there's the storyline case with Eddie where he's specifically tied to the Zaibatsu in the sense that he's out for revenge against Kazuya and again, completely derailed.
3: Hmm.
0: Wow. They just. <laughs> yeah.
1: That sucks. Yeah. Uh. It's. It's
2: kind of interesting because we were talking about how, like, uh, like certain characters just can never get fulfilled because, like, the Mishimas Ibatsu have, you know, they've tortured so many lives and so many people want revenge in the game, but like, the only people that can really kill the Mishimas are themselves, mm-hmm. and and so, like, Eddie's never gonna have revenge against.
1: Kazuya. Eddie's never going to have her, like, mm-hmm. Eddie and Leo are never going to have revenge against Kazuya. Miguel. Miguel's never going to have revenge against Jin. Yeah. Just, um, sure. Steve's probably not going to get any closure from that shit that Heihachi did to him.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's that. I actually went back yesterday and started playing Tekken Tag 2. Mm.
3: Um,
2: and it, it's just so much funner. It's the whole experience. You you kind of craft it yourself. Like there's more customization options as far as like costumes, but also uh, like music is a big one. You can't change the music in Tekken 7, and the music since uh, six has gotten pretty annoying. Um, It's just all dubstep. (laughs)
1: <laughs> not even not even especially well-crafted dubstep.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a couple tracks here and there, but, like, I remember back in the day, Tekken used to have, like, the best music.
1: And there was a, a broad range of stuff, too. Like, you know, you'd have some atmospheric stuff, you'd have some, like... Like, in some cases, it would vary from game to game. Two was very atmospheric, whereas three was really big on personal themes. Yeah. Uh, three has some of my favorite music. And like five, they really focused in on like telling the story of what, telling the story of each stage with the music. Yeah, yeah. But you know, there was a there was a definite, there was like a clear effort, a clear intent with each game, even if the intents were different each time. Whereas it's very much an afterthought in seven.
0: Man, it sounds like they just
1: they just really it's, um, messed um, the discussion messed it between up Different yeah, the discussion direction. between me and Mike has been: Is this the new four? Four being the first time they really dropped the ball. Yeah, and mm. it kind of went from: Is this the new four? To: Is this worse than four? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: because uh. four had four had some really interesting. They added Steve. Uh, they brought back. A couple, they brought back Lay. Uh, and they had it had Tekken Force mode, which was which is a fan favorite.
1: It's also I think it was the first time they had like because uh, uh, the game the Tekken games up until 4, every stage was on kind of like an infinite plane. Yeah. Whereas they actually added like closed in spaces,
2: walls,
1: uh, even stairs I think like slopes. Yeah, those too.
2: Yeah, and they that was the only game that had that.
1: Well, yeah, they started uh, putting characters in arenas after that. Mm-hmm. It was the first time they really tried to go realistic with the yeah. environments.
2: Actually, the first time they had walls, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else did they do? They... There was something else unique about that game, but I can't remember.
1: Um, wait, wasn't it the first time you had uh, Jin, Kazuya, and Heihachi in the same game? Yeah. They brought back Kazuya.
2: That's right. Kazuya came back. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Duh. It was the first. Uh, or I guess we had we had Tag, um, the first Tag game before that, that. Oh, yeah. That was kind of a half step in between PS1 and 2. Yeah. Um, but this was the first time you kind of saw, like, it used, like, the power of PS2. Mm hmm. So that was cool. Mm. But yeah. Um, I don't know, but like, yeah, I can't. Tag Two is just so much fucking fun,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I feel like it, it. plays a bit better. Like a lot of the characters feel pretty refined. It's pretty unbalanced, so I see why they made some of the changes for Seven. But it it makes a lot of characters for me like less fun to play as. Mm-hmm. Me too. Which is bad when a couple of them are like your mains.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of makes me wonder. What Tekken Eight's gonna be like then? Are they just gonna? They,
1: they maybe they'll finish the story. Uh, yeah. Really, I want them to reboot this shit. Yeah. Or just like do a new game or make a spiritual successor.
2: Yeah, next generation type of thing. Um, that's. Oh wild. wow. Uh-huh. Finish, finish this whole story out. It's like too complex, and then either reboot it. Um, I'm kind of more in favor of like a next generation type of thing. But anyway, a reboot would be fucking cool, actually.
1: Oh, well, yeah, my thing is also a spiritual successor, specifically. Just completely new everything, but kind of like u- utilizing the engine. Yeah. Um, Something Tekken kind of started with that I'd really like to see maybe like a whole game worked around this is when the mechanics change for the character. The biggest one being uh, Steve, who his kick buttons are dodges because he's a boxer. Yeah. But, you know, you have minor elements with uh, other characters. Like, you have the stance-switching element with uh, Lei. Not anymore. Well, you did. <laughs> you did have the stance-switching element uh, with Lei. You'd have some, like, weird Bagua circle-step stuff with Shao Yu. Yeah. Uh, you Eddie with the kicks, with the capoeira.
2: Grappling with king.
1: Grappling with King and Dragonov, and, uh, and, and like a weird sort of element of brawler momentum with Miguel.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, like to kind of see them take that a step further, it might work better in a uh, spiritual successor than a reboot or a next gen type thing. But whatever they do, I, they really need to do something different at this point.
2: Yeah, it's
1: it's, it's weird because this game has sold so well. It
2: makes me think that they might. I don't know if that would mean that they would take more or less risks in the next one.
1: Mm, yeah, this well, game did sell is, incredibly well. It, it, it did sell well, but they're devolving to serious pandering with this. Yeah, I mean, as much as uh, my dislike of Wookiee Chloe might seem like a personal thing, it's indicative of the sort of pandering at work here. Tell me why... Uh, the number of cute girls, kind of like cute girl <laughs> characters, kind of multiplies over the course of these games. Like you had Xiaoyu for a while, but Xiaoyu grew. She grew slowly, but she grew. She's and, still in high school. Well, that's because she's dumb, or <laughs> yeah. she skips, or both. We don't know for certain. <laughs> at,
2: this, at a certain point, do they? Don't they just be like, "You can't do this anymore"?
1: Well, I do remember like they were. They commented on it in that movie remember what did they say where they were like they were i think they were talking about her grades were super low and her backpack we had nothing in it but panda feed <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: um but yeah i mean it's like you have a number of characters like these high school girl type characters already there was like four before and they add like what two three more yeah. in this game alone Mm-hmm. Boy, they, they added Lucky Chloe. They added Lucky Chloe and Josie. Josie's tolerable. <laughs> I like Josie. She's tolerable, but again. um, Like, what was it? In 6, they added in Robot Girl. And was it Robot Girl and Lily? That's right. And Asuka in 5. I mean, isn't that enough? Why do you have to add two more? And one of them is so like Chloe is so goddamn on the nose. She's literally an idol.
3: Yeah. Mm. Well, that kind of
1: stuff sells. I mean. Yeah, that's uh, that's the problem though. No one uh, asked for <laughs> this shit. It's no no one. The only people asking for this shit are ones who aren't in this for Tekken. <laughs>
0: they just they just want something nice to look at. I guess. Maybe that could be it. Uh. Oh
1: my god! This game is not about your dick.
0: I can tell this is this is a uh, this is getting me a bit, just a little she's just, bit.
1: She's just the epitome of this, the kind of stuff that's been pissing me off. Specifically with what like, Harada-san, is like it's like he's got two modes. One is like I love Moe, and look at this serious Mashima shit. And the again, the problem is is everything else gets put on autopilot.
3: Yeah.
1: Like Eddie literally gets derailed, so Lucky Chloe will have something to do.
2: <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was uh,
1: that shit was foul.
2: <laughs> so you watched some of the endings online?
1: I, I saw one of those because I saw like someone on Twitter posting the Lucky Chloe end of that, of those two endings. Mm. And being like, yeah, see, she's legit badass, blah, 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 she's uh, making is... Eddie do her shit. And it's like,
3: fuck <laughs> off with that
1: crap. He had a legit revenge plot going on, and you derailed it to, like, fucking have him do, like, idol dances and shit. Basically derailed it so Lucky Chloe could pick on him.
2: So I'm looking at the NeoGAF thread on it right now, and there's, I didn't even realize... That looks sick as fuck. There's really cool, like, legacy costumes, but they're exclusive to PS4. And
1: that's... I don't
2: know, just dividing up content and, like, selling it and just... I I
1: mean, really, the only, uh, I guess, like, I don't know, design or style choice they've made that I like was uh, motherfucking... Well, I guess two... Dude, having the guest characters and the ones they've picked so far have been spot on. Akuma's great, and Geese is a perfect rival for uh, Heiachi. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, if you're not like a fighting game diehard like me, you don't know who Akuma or Geese Howard is. You're just kind of like, eh.
0: It's kind of dumb that they separated the content so it's exclusive to one platform. I would have thought at least on PC that you would have been able to get all that stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's that's just ridiculous. But they keep doing this. They keep separating content or putting behind a paywall. Um, cool. Uh,
1: so I've been playing more of Breath of the Wild, and oh, wait, wait, I, I forgot something. Oh, great! I, I yeah. finally I, I beat fucking Sonic Mania.
0: They beat it. Oh, how was the. Well, don't. I actually, don't like spoil the ending or anything.
1: I mean, not like there's much of a story or anything, but I mean, like, for no, 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 how no, the no. battles go or anything. It's like, no, well, um, I will tell you that, like, so, Joe, you've played through, you've played through, like, the first three Sonic games, right? Yes.
0: Yes, I have.
1: But you know how there's always that level, that really bad, not necessarily bad, like, poorly designed, but just that really mean, painful level? Like yes. you had Brain Scrap Zone in Sonic 1 and Metropolis Zone in Sonic 2. Oh, yeah. Hate that so, one. the second to last level is a combination of Brain Scrap, Metropolis, and a level from Sonic CD called Metallic <laughs> Madness, right? Oh, man.
3: Yeah. That, just...
1: that level is not that level. That level is actually well put together and has a reasonable level of challenge to it, right? It's amazing. Yeah. You combine elements from all of those levels and it's still fun to play. Then you get to the last level called Titanic Monarch. And fuck every part of that level. (laughs) Is it really that hard? Fuck the person who designed it. Fuck the one who thought of the name. Fuck the words Titanic and Monarch. (laughs) (laughs) God. Rage here. That level Uh... hurt me.
0: But in a good way though? Like you enjoyed like you felt th- like you felt no, 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 like no you achieved this is not something usual, after.
1: No, no, Joe, this is not my usual S and M shit. This was not there was no joy <laughs> taken from this. No release, no nothing. It it was just it was just again, not bad. It's mm. well designed. It's just way too goddamn hard.
0: Mm. So that's something I, I've been noticing a lot with Sonic Mania is that they did a damn good job designing everything. The level oh, de- yeah. level design I mean. I mean the they did a beautiful job remixing different levels from the different mm-hmm. games together and it's just uh, and the boss fights are just uh there's yeah. just so much fun.
1: Those are really good. I was worried they'd be a bit too direct, but like I mean you get some direct ones that are still fun, but you also get like some of the weird more inventive ones that you found in Sonic 1 and Sonic CD. Yeah.
0: They're really really good. Yeah. I'm I'm still at the airship type level the battery
1: Place some guys Oh, yeah, you've got, you've got some it. more really fun stuff ahead of you.
0: Excellent. Yeah, because I definitely want to play through that level uh, that game. Uh, is it a lot of zones, or like, how many zones is it?
1: Um, like, a bit more than normal. I think I was expecting eight. I want to say there's closer to 10, though I can't quite remember. Okay.
0: That's not bad considering there's two areas to each okay, one. two
1: areas per one, yeah. yeah sweet. And cool. they're fun. That's the thing. It's not like you're like, oh god, the game's getting hard. Let me just power through it. you no. only do that in Titanic Monarch. Yeah. Okay. So that's something mm. to look forward to then,
0: <laughs> or dread, I guess, coming to that one. Uh, Any,
2: yeah? I didn't, I didn't finish yet.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead.
2: Yeah. Uh, so mostly I've been playing Arma 3 again, um, spending a lot of time in the editor, making scenarios and shit. Actually, I'm kind of really focused on this one scenario, but I, I finally nailed like enemy placement and um, setting up paths for them to move through, and and like item placement and kind of set dressing stuff. And right now, I'm starting to kind of get more into the, like the nitty gritty of scripting stuff. And hmm. it's it's like simple simple stuff. Like the scripting is pretty easy. And, like, setting event triggers so that, you know, if you if you blow something up, it completes your objective. So that's kind of where I'm at in that. I'm spending a lot of time in the that editor. Um, and then the other thing is I'm still playing Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, uh, having a lot of nostalgic fun with that. Uh, my characters getting pretty... They're all getting... A couple of them are getting pretty OP. But, uh... I'm uh, about to hit the third disc, and I just... You know, we were talking about, like, Renoa and shit before. Um, yeah. I, I finally, like... I'm starting to kind of... Warming up to the... I don't know if it's necessarily her, but, like, their kind of, like, romance. Like, I just did the... Uh, the space scene.
3: Oh, God, that's so
2: good. And it was mm, it was just, like, the yeah. sweetest thing ever. Like, I... I didn't remember it. I didn't really remember anything about like I remembered what happened but I didn't have any feelings about it. But going back to it as an adult, it's like a really it's just like a really tender scene. Like you kinda see Squall finally like it's chipping away at him. Like when she gets like KO'd for she like gets into a coma, you see Squall kinda he's like he's really on edge. Like, and I think the, the space scene is him really coming into terms with the fact that he does like her. Mm. Even though he kind of pushes her away a little bit, but you definitely see that they're on their way. But it's a really, like, sweet scene.
1: I really enjoyed enjoyed that. Joe, think about the monitor scene from our war game. Yeah. It feels very similar to that.
3: Yeah.
0: No, I remember it. I mean, I, 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 I played that through that game. The only... The only part in Final Fantasy VIII that I always have just painful, painful memories about is um, when you're having to clean out those giant red aliens on the spaceship. I hate that part so much. <laughs> I just God, it just drives me crazy because those things seem overpowered, or maybe I'm just not strong enough. But it just
2: oh, I died yeah, so
0: many I mean, times.
2: Yeah, that's but, right after the uh, I just did that, and it was. Yeah. I remember being kind of confused about it as a kid, but I I blew right through it this time. Um, yeah, it's partly because okay. um uh, well I, I found like the little log that's like kill them in, in pairs of colors and I was like oh yeah. okay. So that's kind of a puzzle, but um they're super vulnerable to like uh like holy magic.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So like holy and, and, and shit like that. Um uh yeah, I, I basically like was killing them immediately because Squall was leveled pretty high, and I was able to Junction Renoa pretty well. But but really, like I just limit break them, like,
0: uh-huh.
3: uh,
2: and that was it. Pretty much one hit, and it was actually I, I never take Renoa with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'll plan, I plan on leveling her up later, but her limit break I think changes after she um, encounters the Sorceress
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, when she wakes up from her coma. She has a new limit break that. It's kind of like Berserk, except she just casts high-level magic, so she was mm-hmm. just casting, like, Flare and, like, Holy on them, and it would just hit them. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh,
0: what's, what's, what team do you usually use, Dan? Um
2: My team is pretty much uh, Squall, Zell, and Quistis. Ah, okay. That's basically it. Um, that's because, you know, I guess it's just because I like Zell. Yeah, Um, and, fun. and I, I like Quistis a lot, too, but Mainly her limit breaks are, are really cool, um, and I—that's another thing I really appreciate about this game—is the limit breaks are—they're kind of overpowered, but they are fun to watch.
1: They're um, distinct
2: too. Yeah, especially in how you level them up. Every character is different. Mm. Like Zell, I, I read somewhere on and I somewhere online, and I think it's wrong that um, you can input his moves without having read the Combat Kings.
3: Mm. Um,
2: but I didn't try that so Mm -hmm. I really like you know to level his his stuff up you have to find magazines um for Squall you have to upgrade his weapon for Quistis you
1: actually it's blue magic so you have to like find
2: different
1: monster pieces
2: yeah you like find items that she can learn from um and Irvine has like a gun that you find different ammo for Mm -hmm. um yeah it's pretty cool um what was I going to say? Who were the other ones? Is it
1: Um, uh. Rinoa. What Nunchuck girl's name? Selfie. Selfie. She has, like, slots, right? Yeah, she
2: has a slot system, which is just. And, and like, a dice big. system, too. Um. Well, hey, Renoa's is definitely, like, weird. She mm. has a dog, but she. I'll throw yeah. my
1: dog at you. She puts. She
2: has a fucking wrist rocket, and she puts her dog on her wrist, and she shoots her dog at the end of the and then the dog explodes.
1: <laughs> and then he shoots his red rocket at the <laughs> uh, yeah, um what was it? Was that all of it? Uh yeah.
2: Actually uh you it's funny, I didn't remember you getting to use Idea oh, so yeah. much.
1: Yeah, I forgot um, about that.
2: I-, I remembered like when you're traveling to Esther, um you you go through this kind of ice uh area, mm-hmm. and you get to use her there, but I forgot that you get to use her, like, after Esther, you can take her all around, um, like, the Esther planes and use her, and her, her limit break's pretty cool. It's, mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's one of the interesting too, things, too, is that, like, even um, even when you aren't using characters, they're a lot clearer than Final Fantasy VII to establish that, yeah, this person is doing a limit break. Like, I think one of the no- most noticeable ones is uh, Cypher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where he has like a noticeable one at the beginning that I think I think it evolves with encounters with a certain summon.
2: Yeah, there's um, yeah, I really enjoy that because you see them in the cipher in the opening cutscene. Does that? Yeah, and they
1: actually both do their limit breaks on each other. Does he, what does Squall do? It's it's the uh, uppercut move that he has at the very beginning
3: hmm
2: they kind of cut though
1: yeah they kind of cut but he hits them with that upward slice it's how they each get their scar
2: yeah yeah but uh, it it was really cool to see that and then adia does hers to squall and then you get to use them in the game Mm -hmm. i I really enjoyed that and it's still like such a pretty game to me yeah like the all the effects and the magic and the limit breaks are just beautiful
0: Uh, yeah Would you want to see, like, you know how they're doing the remake with Final Fantasy VII in chapters or yes. whatever? Would yes. you want to? Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Yes. That's what yes. I thought.
2: It's funny because it's funny I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about, like, would I actually change? Like, what would I change? Like,
1: I want it to be even more gooey and romantic.
2: That's what I was actually thinking. Not, Not necessarily that, but, like, flesh out, like, more dialogue, just so we kind of see that coming a little bit more. Hmm and uh, i think certain certain like plot elements might rework like it's funny cuz right before you go to space then nobody mentions that they, like dr odin's just like oh yeah go to the uh, the the moon fucking landing site or what or whatever the, mm-hmm. the lunar the lunar launcher and you're just like okay and you go there and they're like all right you ready to go to space and squall's just like yep
1: <laughs> it's like, hold on, time out they, we skipped a step
2: yeah, they don't even explain why you're going there which, you're going there because that's where Alone is mm-hmm. um, but it comes straight out of nowhere you just show up and like, yeah you're going to the fucking space Yeah. and he's like, alright
1: yeah, Um. I think what I would also I mean, there's already an element of this in that there's a very strong tone shift between the Laguna Portions of the game and the rest of the game i just want them to crank that up even more to the point that laguna's element has like not even just different tone but maybe even like a different soundtrack just amp up the comedy yeah because those parts they not only are they they're they're really fun but they also help to kind of alleve tension in the way that you can probably get away with making things even more serious if you so desire with the uh I guess the ongoing storyline. Uh, yeah, there's
2: a uh, that's another thing I was thinking about is like if if not a remake of of uh, of eight um give me laguna's whole story. Yeah. Right, so yeah. Start before the first time we see him and kind of we the, the ending might be kind of strange because you kind of end where like I guess you could go farther than where 8 ends but
3: mm-hmm.
2: um yeah, Laguna's just He's great. Uh, I, I, him and his
1: whole crew—they're so fun.
2: Yeah, and playing through it again, I I see how that weaves into the plot a lot more because it felt very random to me when I was a kid. Um, but but now it's you kind of see his whole trajectory of all these important parts. And there was some stuff I didn't even remember, like you actually get a scene of him actually talking to Adia at the orphanage, him being like, like I'm looking for. For alone like i need to find her and so there's a little bit more information that i i didn't realize was in there but um, i would love to see more of more of that um just anything final fantasy 8 related i I, seems like they've touched every other game but that one
3: Mm
2: -hmm. um i guess there's other ones but like they went so overboard with seven. It's like yeah. <laughs> I wish they would have used the resources for like from like Dirge of Cer- Cerberus and made like a Yeah. An FF8 side story or something.
1: Dirge of Cerberus could have been anything else, and it would have automatically been better. <laughs> that I and I, I wanted to like that game. I liked the idea, and, and this it isn't just with Final Fantasy 7 or even just Final Fantasy. I liked the idea of a uh, where you have a game that has such uh, diverse characters kind of like splintering off into different games based on their capabilities yeah like I, I talked about the idea of like oh yeah give me a shooter that has like Vincent Barrett and they're like doing cool shit and they finally give me that Vincent shooter and it's a, it's a mess
2: yeah and I had wished uh, I always wished Death by Degrees had been good so we yeah. would have gotten other
1: like a King wrestling
3: game <laughs>
0: The only one that I have thoroughly enjoyed for a side adventure is Crisis Core. That was a fantastic game because yeah. you learned all about Zack and the, uh, you know, how they connect his connection to the Cloud. I mean, it's it's a really really good game. I mean, it's the battle system's great. I mean, the ca- Zack as a character, god, I I wish he was the star of Final Fantasy 7. He's just it's like a, such a lovable character yeah. uh, compared to Cloud better. who's Yeah, compared to Cloud, it was just all emo, and I mean, for good reason. That's because Cloud is is tragedy porn. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and they go into detail into why, you know, how he becomes Cloud, how he becomes the way he is in the Crisis Core, Um, but it's just, Zack is just so great. He's so much fun, and I mean, they could have done the same exact thing, you know, with Laguna and all the other characters Mm -hmm. in Final Fantasy VIII, that like, It would have been perfect, maybe on the PSP or something. It would have been a great game. I would have played the hell out of that. I love those characters.
2: They still could. It's almost. I kind. I kind of wonder now if because it was so so long ago. It's like at this point, it's kind of like Star Wars, where it's like, would you really want them to do it? Or at this point. (laughs) Would you want to bring a fan to come in?
1: And well, yeah. That. Look at look at how successful Sonic Mania was. Yeah. It was a yeah. Product of fans.
2: Or even like Force Awakens.
1: Mm-hmm. Like it was mm-hmm. the
2: same same deal.
3: Um, no, it's. Yeah. I would love I, that.
2: I'm a very much enjoying eight. I'm kind of. I'm a little bummed because I'm I'm hit I'm I'm about to hit that point where. Uh, the point of no return
1: oh yeah that point in the game where it's like okay technically the world is ending right now Mm -hmm. but if you're gonna do other things in the game now's the time to do it
2: yeah so basically if I progress the story anymore I'll close off all the towns um, Mm -hmm. because of the way the story uh, goes Mm -hmm. so now I'm kind of just flying around the world um, picking up gfs that i miss and, and fighting the card battles that i missed
1: delaying the inevitable yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i got a new tv recently so at some point in the near future i'll be able to jump back into that game too
3: yeah
0: i i would also like them to i know they already kind of did a remake of it but final fantasy 10 i really enjoyed that game as well i mean zell reminds me so much of Waka. <laughs> I love Waka and just all those characters. Be,
1: you know what? It would there would be a real interest in seeing that game redone for certain elements, one mm. of which being like Waka has is a character that has to work his way through some really backward thinking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That uh what was I gonna say? Oh, I always well we did get those weird sequels with Yuna.
1: <laughs> F- yeah, X2. kind of
2: strange. Yeah.
0: Cosplay. So,
2: there was, I'm, I'll probably play through those eventually someday, but uh, I think everybody at the time was like, kind of the same thing with that they did with Crisis Core and, and what we're talking about them doing with Laguna is like, where's our, our Jecked and Young Orn game?
1: Oh yeah, because yeah, that original oh, team was so, so badass. Oh, God hey. damn. I mean, really, yeah. just like you put checked and Orin together, and that's already too much.
2: Yeah, that's great. Nebraska, who's you know, I guess the
1: straight man. <laughs> but, uh, and God, would you guys just like quit being hardcore for thirty seconds? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Even even
0: the music they played when you're fighting him is like heavy metal. It's just. Uh, it's,
1: it's, this is no, no, this shit is real. No, shut the fuck up. This is real. <laughs> it's great. Oh man.
2: I have to go. Through. It's 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 been a. I think that was the first Final Fantasy game I actually beat. I might have beat eight first, but um, yeah. I I definitely <sighs> want to go back to that one at some point.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I wanna. <sighs> I, I wanna. Finished that game, because I was playing it, and I was kind of, like, haunted by the fact that I kept encountering this copy that would freeze at the exact same time. <laughs> oh, wait, how far did you get?
0: Did you get at least to, well, I don't, I don't think I think like got like very far. Different. I
1: don't think I got very far. Maybe, like, it, two or three hours in or yeah, something. Yeah, it froze okay. right when Titus wakes up on the
2: beach to where Waka, like, like Waka's Island.
3: Oh. Okay.
2: So that's, that's very soon.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: That was uh, that, that was a. I remember playing the demo for that, and the fucking cutscenes is that's they really stepped it up with the, the cutscenes there. Mm-hmm. That stuff was very pretty.
0: Oh yeah. What did so what was, did you guys what did you guys think of the um what was
1: it something ball? I always forget the name of that. let's plates ball? Yeah. Um, it, it was interesting was nice. for them to like. I want to say it started with eight, where they they thought okay, rather than having a bunch of different mini games, let's go all in. On like one mini game that really adds to the world. Because in eight they had the uh, card game. I don't know if they did something for nine or not. But yeah, then you have Blitzball in ten that in, that you know places emphasis on the fact that this is like a world really tied to the water. I think nine had a shittier
2: version of the card game. Oh. And <laughs> 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 yeah, Final Fantasy
0: nine.
2: Blitzball was, I. I it kind of grew on me, but I was really kind of like, why didn't they make this real time? Like it's still like turn based, I think.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, it
0: was when the ball was flying at e, you had to kind of do like a quick time type thing or mm-hmm. something. Like remember, wait. Mm-hmm.
2: I remember no. there being numbers. And it things. was turn
0: based. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. I don't anyway,
2: know. Been a while. What you've been playing, Joe?
0: Well, before I rudely cut you off, which I apologize earlier, uh, it was just more Breath of the Wild. Um, and I have to stop playing that game. I mean, I'm going to keep playing it eventually again, but that game is like crack. Oh, my God. Uh, the world is massive, and they've done the thing where when you move into a different part of the world, there's no loading. It's all seamless. So you can just literally keep going and going and going like... Um, There's points on the map that I have to go to, to to follow the main story, and I just keep getting sidetracked because the more you explore the world, it's just it's it's like with Skyrim, how it's just you you keep moving for like maybe three or five minutes, and then bam, you get sidetracked, and now you're like all the way across you know the map doing something else you shouldn't be doing. It's just this game. There is just so much you can do. It's just mind boggling. I mean, like, there's a, the desert area, the mountain area, the, the like, the forest, the swamp. It's just, there's just... Oh, my God. I, I turned it on, and so I started playing it, and then, like, fucking, like, five hours pass, I looked up. was like, God damn it. So it's just... It, that game is dangerous. Um, I will probably keep playing that when I can manage to find time, but... I need to be careful and you can also craft stuff and you can just cook tons of different things. And, Oh, I kind of want to play it right now. Actually. It's just, it's just, it's this, it's so great. I mean, I mean, and the the thing that's just so, it just makes the game just perfect is that I know it sounds silly, but you can really climb on everything. I mean, everything you see in that world. I mean, you see a mountain, you can climb it. You see a tree, you can climb it. You can't climb people. That'll be weird. But you can just, I mean, and you also have this, uh, like, a parachute-ish type thing. So you, the, you can climb to the highest point, uh, it, you know, you can climb onto, like, a mountain or a cliff or whatever, and just jump right off. And you can kind of, like, glide all the way down and see the whole scope of the world. And it's just, I mean, there's an ocean, there's a huge lake. It's just, it keeps going and going and going. It's, oh, my God. It's just, it's so... It's so perfect. I can see why people were getting addicted to this game. And the fact that it's in the world of Hyrule and it's an interesting new story too. Like of course it's all about Ganon and taking over, but apparently he's already destroyed the world and now you kinda have to stop it from happening again. It's oof. Man, I wanna play this game right now. It's just it's just so much fun. So I need to take a break from that game, just a tiny bit, because if I keep playing it, I probably will ignore all my work and I, want to, I won't get money and I'll starve and it, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's bad, but it's good. It's, it's so bad. But
3: it's, it's so, so hyped. good. That's I
0: good. am. The game is fucking amazing. It's just, I just love, I'll just spend like hours climbing on shit. Just up like rocks <laughs> and, and trees and just seeing what can I climb? And it's just, I mean, and what's great about it is that the, the physics in the game is really cool. They made it so that um, everything kind of interacts with each other so like one of my favorite things to do is i'll see a bunch of little monsters at the bottom of this cliff like a mountain or something and i'll get a boulder and i'll climb to the very top of the mountain and i'll like throw the boulder down and if you do it just right it will roll all the way down and like hit other rocks and those rocks oh, will boy. like tumble all the way down and just destroy the monsters and they'll fart, they'll start freaking out and they'll start panicking and blowing this horn to get more people, more monsters to come over to figure out what the hell just happened. It's, it's great. The AI is really nice. And the, you can kind of, you can crouch down and sneak up on, um, on different creatures and you can actually buy different types of clothing that will affect you. Like if you're, you, if you're like out in the desert, you might um, get like really thirsty or something. Or if you're out, if you're like way up on top of like a cliff and it's really cold out or something, there's certain clothes you can get to protect you from that. There's um you can uh, cook a bunch of different peppers together, and when you like when you know, you saute the peppers, you can eat that. And for like a certain period of time, the cold might might not affect you. I mean, you can mm. put armor on, you can just cross dress. I mean, you can do fucking crazy amounts of stuff in this. It's oh man, there's just so much stuff you can do.
3: Cross dressing.
0: Yeah, you can um to get into this certain town it's run by a bunch of like warrior women and they don't like men. And so the only way to get in is you cut kind of, it's kinda of like in Final Fantasy VII, remember in the club where oh, yeah, you dress up as a get girl?
1: Into that dude's yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: so what I had to do is I had to um get some some of the some clothes that makes me look like a girl and uh I I, I was able to get in that way. But it's uh and you can also ride these weird sand walruses in the desert that like gets you around the world it, it's strange but it's just oh man and there's just like these little shrines that are all over the place that you will kind of if you go down inside of them you can get certain powers and it's just there's just truckloads of stuff you can do all the time and different dressing up in different things oh god yeah i can keep talking about this so i'm gonna stop but it's just there's a I am so happy with this game, and I think this is the game that I'm going to be playing for many, many, many months. And they keep releasing new DLC, too. More new content, more new armor and clothes you can wear, and new quests you can go on. And it's just like, just like I want them to stop, but I don't want them to stop. It's just, good job, Nintendo. You're mm. done good. This is truly the best Zelda they have ever made. It is
2: just like doing it. Yes. You want yeah. them to stop, but you don't want them to stop.
0: Anymore. Yeah, I'm yes them. <laughs> it hurts so bad. I mean, it just... I can. I have, like, scars.
1: Mental scars. But I don't want it to stop. <laughs> and then actual physical scars from where Zelda was whipping you. Yes, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Okay, uh, um, hold let's, on. Before we yeah. get mm-hmm. into that proper, we may have to cut this off and come back to it later. Because, uh... I gotta be at the place by 8. Yeah, I was just gotta okay. show that. But yeah. So we may right, cool. have to stop at some point through. When do you wanna leave? Um, That depends. Are we uh, gonna catch the bus there or are we like lifting it? Uh, I was thinking bus because it's cheaper. Okay, so what do you think? Uh, you think
2: 7.30? Yeah, uh, probably. But anyway, continue
3: I'll it up. all of this.
0: Alright. Okay, so let's just jump into stories. <sighs> Almost an hour just the first part. All right. Uh, so, the first story is a video on YouTube from our very lovely Jim Sterling talking about Bethesda's new paid mod system, or actually, I guess, their creation tools. I guess that just came out. And they're allowing you to use mods in uh, their games on the PS4 and, I guess, other consoles as well. I wasn't quite sure on which consoles you could have the mods on. But the big deal is that he's going on about is that you have to basically um, buy their currency and use that currency to uh, purchase different mods and stuff, which is kind of ridiculous because you can get those same mods or better ones from what he was showing on the PC. I mean, that's just what do you guys think about that? I mean, it's microtransactions pretty much. They're just trying to milk you for all your money pretty
1: much. Awful. Yeah, I think I more or less agree with him on all that. Like it seems pretty sketchy. It is sketchy. It's
0: awful. I mean, it's they keep they keep charging for mods. That stuff should just be free. Or at least pay the people who made those mods. Because I believe these mods are ones. Wait, wait, maybe I'm misunderstanding. Are these mods that Bethesda made? Because she was showing a comparison between the ones you can get on the PC uh, and the ones that Bethesda was offering, are they the same ones, or are they ones that Bethesda's making for you?
2: I'm not really sure. It seemed like they were different on console for some reason. But yeah. I, I don't know what the deal with that was. But, uh... Oh. But he did mention at, at a certain point that, like, modders were saying that, uh, through this system, it kind of just allows for, like, reskins and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's really annoying. So
0: I don't see any upsides to this thing. I mean, so the only thing he said that, you know, the only good side to this was that it allows people on the PS4 to um to finally get to have access to mods. Uh but Really? Is that? I mean, I would just play it on the PC. I would just, because you'd probably have like truckloads more of content you can probably play and experience, right?
2: Yeah. And it's I mean, all, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. It's all all line
2: is Bethesda is fucking up.
0: Yeah. A lot of companies seem to be doing this, except Square Enix. which we have a story about them a little bit later, but <laughs> uh, they seem to be embracing the mods, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's go on to the next story here. Uh, yeah. By Gizmodo new VR dating show asked what if the Sims were miss this happened and horny. So uh, Facebook watch, which I guess is their new media video service or thing or whatever you can, ex- uh, I guess it's ex- exclusive to that particular thing. But, um, did you guys watch the first episode at all? It's, it was on there and you could watch no, it. Came out- I, I,
2: I, I didn't see it linked here, but I saw the fucking gifts.
0: Yeah. And, um, <laughs> so basically, how it works is that in the first episode, they set they put the whole VR headset on them and, and all that good stuff, and they just go on a date together. But the whole catch is that your your date is in the virtual world, and it's you're doing crazy things like a friend. In the first episode, they were getting chased by zombies and other nutty stuff like that. So it's and then at the very end, they kind of talked to each of them individually and said, "Would you want to go on a you know a real like in person date on um, the you know the second time around and they both said yes and they revealed to each other you know ah, everyone was happy and blah 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 but and, um, could this be the future of dating is this something that needs to happen?
1: Let me just say that like the visuals of the like NVR world <laughs> will, like <laughs> exists squarely like at the like bare ass center of the uncanny valley. <laughs> Um, graphically,
0: it was pretty awful. It in the, don't look right. In the video, they were uh, the two people that were interacting with each other. Like Their hands were going through their faces, and they were all kind of just... It looked really, really bad. Uh, it was like mm-hmm. PlayStation-era graphics. It, it was bad. Um, but they seemed to be enjoying it. And they were like, right next to each other, too. So they were like grabbing each other and doing things and dancing and Whatever other stuff, but it was it was weird.
1: It was very strange to watch. So I like that your in-game avatar can be whatever the hell you want.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, so you can be like you can be like a dragon if you want to, or you can be like a sentient car hanging out. Oh,
3: your yeah, like so. oh, <laughs> oh, wait, is that your head? And, um, it uh,
1: in that
0: particular episode, they were dancing the one of michael jackson's songs or something and i think the guy was a skeleton and the girl was some other wizard thing or something it was it was all very odd yeah, yeah so this show is going to keep going on i think they have five episodes planned or something uh and it's like exclusively on facebook's watch thing so far <laughs> this is just, it's just strange
1: <laughs> The handshaking oh my god yeah, they like, they like shake hands like old school barbarians, like they grab each other by the forearm.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Some badass Viking shit. Yeah, oh, this is
2: disturbing. Look <laughs> like at that video I posted with Miyazaki saying this is disturbing yeah. and I think we're living in the end times.
0: Well, I mean, they were probably paid. For, dramatic. <laughs> they were probably paid to say that they really enjoyed it, but... I mean, at the very end of the episode, they they're all laughing and giggling, saying, "Yeah, it's, this is much more interesting than your usual first date because we were both on an adventure together doing weird yeah. stuff." So, no, <laughs> who knows?
2: Do it in real
3: life.
1: Yeah, we, <laughs> I screwed you as a skeleton, well, and yeah, I imagine there's going to be a lot more instances of wait, you look like that. Yeah, <laughs> I was expecting a skeleton. Ah. Yeah, we uh, yeah, you find that it's like someone was like, "I thought you were a furry." Yeah. <laughs> but you were a bear in the game.
2: You were really scratching Ugh. my pterodactyl fetish for a second there, but. <laughs>
1: That's right. I'm only in the inanimate
0: objects. I'm sorry. I only like dry humping cars. Sorry, you got to go.
2: You want to go till like 7:45 and then catch a lift to split one? Sure. Okay.
0: Okay, let's move on to the next one here. By GameSpot. Metal Gear movie director reworking script to make it more Kojima. Yes. Because
1: there's always room for Kojima. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so did you guys see his um, live-action trailer for Destiny 2, the the newer one?
1: Yeah,
3: we We did watch watch it.
0: Okay, so I guess he's working with Sony, working closely with Sony now, I guess, to do the Destiny thing, and Also with that. And so I guess he wants to rework the the script to make it feel more like there was a quote. Where is it? Uh, He wanted to make the movie feel more like how Kojima would make it. And uh, and he says he actually doesn't care if it doesn't make a lot of money or it doesn't do very well. He just wants to make stay true to what, you know, Kojima's vision would have been like, which makes me wonder, why not just talk to Kojima instead of trying to make it.
2: Well, (laughs) it's back up there. All right. um, uh, so I, I think he, he actually what he said he was talking about the budget actually um, and he's talked about this before about how you could do a big budget version that's a little bit more I don't know easy to follow and mainstream or you could dial the budget back and make
3: mm.
2: make it more true to like Metal Gear and have it be a little bit weirdo, weirder and esoteric Yeah. Uh, and make it for less money um, and he has he, we talked about this before um I think the reason he's doing this is because he did talk to Kojima um, oh, okay I've talked to him quite a lot but there's an interview where where he was interviewing Kojima and the last question he had was what advice do you have for me um, making this movie and Kojima was like do what I do betray your audience
3: mm.
2: um, and that makes sense um, it makes me a little bit worried
3: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like some of the stuff Kojima might do might not work in enough- a. In a film, but I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Um, but uh, yeah, he did this Destiny 2 commercial, and that was kind of fine. Um, it's definitely if he did. You see Kong, Joe?
0: Yeah, I saw actually. I liked it. It was a nice monster. You liked, and...
2: you liked it? I I really did not like it. Um, there was like zero character development.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't care about that I mean I cared about i mean i say i like it because it was a nice monster film I didn't well, I just really want to see it. the monsters fight
2: yeah yeah I mean, it, it had yeah. it had zero relatable characters at all and um it just had so many i had so many issues with it and the and the mm. the action was just like way too over stylized for me <laughs> like just like slow motion and like it, it,
1: it, it was just you don't need all that just make the two monsters fight each other
2: yeah it just looked like nonsense and it like it was and all the nerd references it was just it felt like it was too much for me um, but I really like his first film um, I, I, I don't know kind of this trailer just kind of showed me that he certainly has like his style of directing and I'm it feels a little like it's like Zack Schneider light to me kind of. Like, it's just a little too much. Um, I don't know if I necessarily want that for Metal Gear, but...
1: Um, I will say I kind of liked what he was saying, like, kind of questioning, like, uh, I guess how difficult or how tricky it could be to make a movie like this, and what he was really focusing on was the sort of tension one's, one experiences while playing a stealth game and pondering, you know, how do you translate that onto the screen. Um feel like his head might be in a good place, but I don't know. I'm not certain whether or not they'll execute it.
2: I feel like his heart is in the right place, but maybe his head isn't.
0: I I feel like he's going to go over the top with this.
1: He's just going <laughs> to... Well, there's I, some I, parts where that's beneficial in Metal Gear. Yeah, but that those are... And you want... I guess you want people's brains in that mindset when certain things happen. So... You know, people aren't calling full stop when Psychomantis shows up. They're not, you know, dropping shit when Ocelot stops Snake in the middle of everything to ask him if love can bloom on the battlefield. Yeah, Otacon. Yeah, Otacon. <laughs> <laughs> or, or fucking Ocelot talking about chambers in the well-greased shaft.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, you know, I...
2: And I I posted the, did you watch the Honest trailer for Kong?
1: Yeah, I watched that. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, so I put that in there because, I don't know, well, he's mentioned it a couple times. He mentions it in this GameSpot article that he doesn't want to just jump into this. He wants to get it right, obviously, but he also wants to get more kind of experience under his belt. He said he wants to do TV and stuff. So that, to me, kind of says, like, okay, he's going to take his time. He he really does want to do it right, I have no doubt. That that's how he feels. Um, I just don't know that his. I think everybody's version of like what's right for Metal Gear in their head is different
3: because mm-hmm.
2: there's so many different like it, like tonally between games. Kojima has gone so many different areas. Um, but the other thing that I um that made me have a little bit more faith was the honest trailer. The fact that he did come in there and kind of explain like, oh, this is everything that's wrong with this movie and i know
1: it but, um from my perspective as the creator
2: yeah and it was kind of he addressed all the problems my huge problems that i had with it um, apart from like the, the the action being kind of a little too over the top like um and just the kind of the way it was shot but it kind of lets me know that he does uh, underst- he understands what was wrong with that so I don't know.
1: He has some, like, wherewithal of, like, his uh, faults and how people perceive him, which uh, yeah. not having that seems to be where we run into problems with uh, creative types in any in industry. I mean, it's the reason why, hello, my name is David Cage, is a fucking meme on this show. Because mm-hmm. that guy, like, that's his biggest problem, and it is, like, a fucking Achilles heel yeah. Level issue.
2: So, bottom. Um, I guess bottom line is I, I will never not be worried about this movie until I see it, um, <laughs> and I have a little bit more faith of him in him. Um, I'm still like the whole shit with uh, the uh, cinema sins thing. I think it's a little upsetting to see him get upset about that.
1: CinemaSins is still a pile.
2: <laughs> CinemaSins is
1: fine. It's a pile. They're
2: fine. It's a
1: pile. <laughs> it hurts no one. It, it's it's mean and hateful and it's 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 a troll industry. It is not hateful. It's a troll industry. That's all they do. Yeah. It's just it's fun. It's satire. It's like nothing. Like No what I'm saying is is that like if someone gets mad and says some shit about CinemaSins, even I mean, there was apparent butt hurt on those po- on those uh, Twitter posts, but don't don't give some a sense your fucking sympathy. They make a ton of people for a living. Some when you <laughs> they don't need sympathy. When you give people
2: shit, sometimes
1: you got to eat it too.
2: No, I'm not giving them sympathy. I'm just saying I don't think there's anything wrong with it. They weren't they didn't care at all. Like there, I've looked at, at, at that guy's Twitter and like shit that he said. They're like. They're totally self-aware too. I think they actually did a cinema sins on cinema sins. And it, it's kind of the same thing as like they they nit it's just nitpicky shit. Like they nitpick slightly harder than honest trailers. Like basically it's just counting all of the nitpicks that you could possibly find in any film. Mm. And they even admit sometimes that like this is like a film that I love even when it's like a bad film. They're like this is a bad film but like i actually like it but like that's what cinema sense is um i just think it was like bad form to just
1: i'm not gonna fault him
2: i guess is my point it was uh, it just felt very fish for me like i understand like when you made something and it's your baby but like i don't know he kind of made it personal when it didn't really start off personal
1: I mean, very personal. Very, very personal.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. you could have handled it better, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you walk around provoking stuff, you can't be shocked when someone reacts. Yeah,
2: and, and they're not. Like, they very much know what they they are, and they, they didn't, like, play into the drama at all, which I appreciated. They, like, didn't
1: even comment on it.
0: Yeah, so with the whole Metal Gear thing, I... If nothing else, I I want to see a. Tra- I'm excited to see a trailer. I just want to know what he's gonna do with it. Uh, I mean, clearly has a lot of love and desire to do it right, but I, I just want to see see something of it. Anything, even a teaser. Who knows? I'm we'll coming back to do this with pure neutral status. Uh, uh what do we have here. Okay, so next article by U.S. Gamer. No More Heroes, Travis Strikes Again, includes collaboration with Shovel Knight developers. So we did talk a little about No More Heroes in the last show. Uh, but uh, what I like about this article is that Nintendo, with their presentation, I think it was last week, where, well, the they were talking about a whole bunch of different indie game developers showing off all their games. And the reason why you were seeing like in the trailer him playing some games and I'm getting sucked into that world is apparently the game takes place between the first one and the second one. So it's kind of a side story thing, and each of those games that the world that they're going to be trapped into, uh, trapped in, is is a collaboration that Suda 51's doing with it, yeah, with each of the, those
1: developers. They're each indie games, and from what I've heard, you're going to fight at least like one boss from each of those. Yeah, games. that is that's fantastic. I, it's I a good really fight like for No More Heroes since uh, No More Heroes lives and dies on not even just the boss fights, but the boss sort of encounters.
0: Yeah, but I just like that he's, um he's just, it, you're going to get such a different, if, now I wonder if they're going to go as far as changing up the gameplay to match each game, or do you think it's just going to be...
1: Possibly. Um, yeah. There's it, been, like, shifts in gameplay before.
2: I, I, I don't know. know. That, that could be interesting. I'm more interested to see, like, these 2D games kind of translated into... 3D? Like, yeah. like seeing it, I'm excited to see what the hell they do with Hotline Miami, in any case, because I love that game, and it's already really pretty. pretty so...
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, to see the uh, um, Suda51 touch to it. Like, Hotline Miami and No More Heroes is a match made in heaven.
3: Because mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> they're both just, like, brutally violent and about, like, killing shit tons of people. It's... Like I'm more, I'd be fine with a game that was just a crossover between those two. But Shovel Knight is clearly going to speak to the uh, sort of like eight bit fascination that No More Heroes and even and even more than that No More Heroes Two had. And I imagine, you know, I don't know who else they have. Um, I'm curious as to like what other games they pull from. Um, let me let me, uh, you know put a bet down, anyone wants to take mm. it. One of these is going to be a wrestling game. Ah, uh, there's ah. going to be some wrestling game element. I
2: don't know. In the, in the Thunder show. Heroes,
0: so. Yeah. In the showcase. I don't think there were any wrestling games because it's six. He's uh, Travis has to battle through six indie collaborative levels. So
1: it's six yeah. of those games from that showcase. Oh, uh, maybe not. It might just be uh, in, the wrestling element might just be integrated through uh, Travis. Uh, Suda Fifty One's a big wrestling fan and uh, made himself famous off of a uh, Fire Pro Wrestling uh, spinoff on the SNES. Mm. So,
0: there's, uh, yeah. nice, cool. Yeah, no, I, I am. I did not play any of the No Heroes games, but this is. I really want to try this, if nothing else, just to see all the different how they change up the game with all the different collaborations. That, that's going to be really exciting to see how they approach that. Man, Suda51, he's he's the man. He's, he's, he's my boy. Yep. I can see you and him getting a beer. I can see that.
1: Yeah, we'll be hanging out in the bar in luchador masks. <laughs> That's not weird at all. Uh, now, okay. what's weird is when we start pile-driving hookers, and I don't mean that as a euphemism for sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever you're into, buddy.
0: I know it's that. Uh, okay, so next article here by Nintendo. Everything, Game Freak doesn't think Pokemon will ever appear on any platform outside of Nintendo. So there was an interview with Game Informer with Game Freak's co-founder, and they were asking them, you know, are you, is there ever a chance that any of the mainstream games, not the little side side games they have on mobile would appear on, like, the PlayStation 4 or, you know, Xbox or even, you know, PC. And they said they have a very strong partnership with Nintendo and because of that, they don't feel like that it would ever appear on anything else besides their consoles. Meaning they're probably paying them a shit ton of money. I mean, that's the only
3: thing I can think of.
1: Uh, Well, they they mentioned the three-part ownership thing mm -hmm. between them, Nintendo and... Creatures. Yeah. Creatures, yeah. so That's the other thing is like uh, getting the rights is kind of uh, tricky. And Nintendo's bread and butter for many a year was holding on to exclusive rights and using them to control people. <laughs> that's, right.
0: that's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the only one. So with Pokemon Go, it's even weirder the deal. It's like split between Niantic Games, Creature, uh, Nintendo, and Game Freaks they all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so no, really so, your only yeah.
1: hope is somebody getting in on the partnership rather than someone breaking away from the partnership to do something Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of funny
0: because like everyone thinks when, when they see Pokemon Go they always think it Nintendo made it Nintendo did not make it in fact they own mm-hmm. and get such a small percent of royalties when that game makes money it, mm-hmm. I don't think people realize that which I don't know why they would
2: uh, I didn't realize that but if if you're a Nintendo... I mean, it, apart from game sales, I'm sure that shit sells consoles and handhelds. Oh, for yeah. For sure.
1: Oh, I know it sells handhelds. And
2: it's uh, it's not something Nintendo's going to want to let go of, like, ever.
1: mm
0: I think out of all of their different franchises, like, I mean, Zelda, Mario, and, and such, Pokemon is just such a huge phenomenon that they would never, ever want to let that go. It just... They because I mean, there's three more games coming out in the fall: Pokemon Ultra Sun and Pokemon Ultra Moon, and also an entirely new game, exclusively just for the Switch. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not going to be on any of the hand, any of their handhelds. It's just going to be on a whole new a whole new entry in the in the series, just on the Switch. So yeah, they, I don't know whatever you know, like give me Snap too <laughs> back room deal they have with Game Freak or what's going on there. How many diglets you flight. gotta suck to get this done. Right? <laughs> That's
1: right.
3: <laughs>
1: a trio. There you oh, go. I got a Trio, buddy. You better open that mouth.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, well, that yeah,
1: awesome. I guess it would be a Doug Trio since it's like a three three part partnership. Oh, you, God. Gotta, you gotta you gotta get, take that Pokemon gang bang. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
3: Uh,
1: how well, do we
2: never get a, a like a Wii U Snap fucking game with that fucking camera, the little tablet?
1: I don't I mean, know that would have been perfect. like how did how did fucking Pokemon Go not be Snap in public?
2: Yeah. Well, I that's what just...
1: they need to do next. They need to just scrap the whole capture of the Pokemon, and now it's just like go on out and take these pictures. Maybe you'll get some Pokemon fighting or like, <laughs> Mankey climbing up a building or cheating on their wives (laughs) (laughs) Nido King was cheating on Nido Queen with a female Snorlax (laughs) Uh, oh god that's just a lot of weight
0: that's just too much weight
1: (laughs) yeah man Man. Nido King's under the BBWs man I guess he was getting around with the Rhinehorn beforehand (laughs) oh
0: man that's just pointy oh
3: (laughs) oh
1: god I have successfully derailed this podcast yet again.
0: Oh man, I'm going to be sleeping on that one.
2: Take a break and okay. check out Rule 34
1: for a second.
0: Jeez, <laughs> um, what was the next one?
1: Uh, oh oh my God, movie. he's actually going there. Uh, <laughs> oh God, I'm actually here for it. <laughs> Oh,
3: um, dear
1: um, God, um, no. No. <laughs> oh, <What>
3: no. The... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, no. I think I... <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I can't.
2: Holy Why? shit.
3: Why? <laughs> Why would you make
2: that? <laughs> no. No, send it to Joe. Send it <laughs> I found our uh, thumbnail for this episode,
1: Joe.
3: Oh, he's
1: (laughs) censored. Oh, I'm hurt.
0: For legal reasons, we need to point you away from this. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we're using. Oh,
1: Oh. all right. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, the more you scroll down, the worse it gets.
0: Holy <laughs> fuck.
1: <far>. Wow.
2: <laughs> it's can't. gone. This... It's gone. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was bad. I will pixelate that for
1: you. That was so fucking <laughs> bad.
2: There
0: are so many things wrong with this because it
1: evolves into... I just don't even want to... <laughs> there are... Yeah, so... <laughs> For those of you listening, uh, and that's everyone, since this is an audio podcast. Well you'll see
2: it in the thumbnail.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just look uh, at the thumbnail when the hosts start freaking the hell out. Oh man. This is like wrong at many levels.
0: Fuck oh, too many. I,
2: I'm sorry. Or is I don't, it I'm not apologize. It's needed to be. <laughs> oh Okay, next story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't need it to see that. I need it to see that. <laughs>
2: Debra Cables put his hat back on his head. It was <laughs> too much
1: It was being used to block the screen. <laughs> oh, All right. Bad. Mega Man. Yeah, Mega Man. Mega All right. Wholesome oh, family entertaining. Mega Entertainment. Man
2: rule 34. Oh, God. No. Oh, well. Oh. Dr. Wiley.
1: Oh, I don't even want to know.
3: <laughs>
1: That's my limit for the night. I can't handle yeah. anymore. <laughs> that <was sick>. uh, <laughs> oh boy! All
0: right, next story. So, I don't know if this is going to be. So, first of all, this is going to be a live-action movie, right there.
1: I think that's going to be a problem. Um, yeah, second, I don't have high hopes if this is live action.
0: It's being produced by the same person who made the Death Note Netflix movie.
1: Well, he's a. Is, is it the same? No, it's a it's a producer on that movie. Yeah, he's a producer. Well, yeah, he's, yeah, so he's. Uh, well, I mean, he's yeah, well, yeah. well, I
0: looked it up, and he is he's going to be producing uh, the make the new Mega Man movie as well. So okay. he, it, yeah, so he's going to be a part of it. Uh, so they're right. It's like the very beginning. They're working on the scripts, and I don't know if they found a director or not. Did they? I think they said him here. Now, I don't know if they found a director or not, it, but...
2: They did Henry Juiced.
0: Okay, that's... A, it's, yeah, I've never heard of that person either. Um, and... Okay, well... Makes me wonder if it's going to be a Netflix movie? I mean, is it... I haven't said anything about that yet, but... I'm already kind of a bit hesitant about this, because if it's going to be live action... And I don't even know how you can even cast that. I have no idea who could be McMahon. I, I just... He,
1: yeah, like, i, I I'd want it. something a lot more inspired if they're going to try and do this live action. I'd say try an animated first, because there actually isn't a whole lot. There was that really weird Mega Man cartoon we watched as little kids, and then there was the uh, Mega Man Zero animation that came with the PSP game that was okay.
3: Mm, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, Castlevania did really good on Netflix. Yeah, it was, was great. That was amazing. I would like them to do something like that and take place. The Mega Man story is fine, but I would actually prefer if they did the X story or even... I know they won't do Zero, but
1: I would love no, if they did... It, it, it's the benefit to Mega Man is that they have different things for different audiences. They've just got to actively go for that audience regardless of which one you do. Because you can make something... Really uh, cute and endearing that has occasional moments of edge. If you're going with the original Mega Man, I'd say yeah, was, there's more yeah. emotional stuff to chew on in X. If like the people you get in here are looking to like try and like act, I guess. Yeah. Like, versus just be fun for the kids. But I, but I also don't
0: even know how you can not make this look goofy.
1: Uh, cause well, it's just, again, if you're going with uh, the original Mega Man, it's gonna be goofy. It's it's gonna be a yeah. cartoon, like a like a Saturday morning style cartoon in some capacity or the other. I mean,
2: I could see them divert, like kind of keep the story in place and kind of give it a more realistic feel. Like, mm-hmm.
1: well, yeah, you just got to remember, Mega Man is a robot.
2: Yeah, I mean, he just hired a, a pretty good like kid actor or something to. And is he supposed to be a kid? I guess he's a man.
1: No, he's a kid. He's a kid. He's the child Dr. Light never had.
2: Okay, so, Same he's, with role. so if he's a kid. I feel like, I don't know, you could do something like... I don't know why AI jumps into my head, just because it's about a robot boy, but, but, you know, you change the costume quite a bit, and you can tell the story.
1: Well, one thing to keep in mind is that that's kind of like Mega Man's battle attire. There have been uh, attempts to... Not even attempts, like... Adaptions of Mega Man I think maybe one of the best is the the Udon comic they did for him and he's made to be indistinguishable from a child like he actually does kid shit in that comic book and you can kind of go that route in which case you know just hiring a kid to do it Um, Mike's got some pictures up and there's like (laughs) one that is just stupidly adorable of like baby Mega Man and baby Proto Man scroll up I think you're right,
0: Lionel. I think they should probably, <laughs> if they're going to do this for the first time, make it all kitty and happy and
1: joyful. That's, that's and, the best way to go if you're going with the original Mega Man. If you want to yeah. do something more serious, you can go with X. Or if you want some combination of serious and lighthearted, maybe Legends. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. if you want some comedy in your Mega Man game, that's probably the way to go. But there's so many different ways you can take it just because there's so many different takes on the character. You don't need have to there's literally no need to make any of these things something they aren't. Or they
0: could go the really safe route and actually just do the movie based on um, Mega
1: Man Battle Network,
0: which is basically a bunch of kids, you know, playing the Mega Man you know, Battle oh, Network yeah. game.
1: And that's been that's also been adapted. It's like an anime as well as a game. But so I mean, you have some source material to draw from. What I mean is like that I could
0: see doing better as live action because it's basically just a bunch of kids, oh, and, yeah, and you mean. could
1: do that. Yeah, you, you could, could be really, yeah, you can be really direct with that. Oh yeah,
0: I mean, and they're just playing a game, so mm-hmm. that could probably work better. But uh, I think they're probably going with the original Mega Man.
3: Either way, I have
0: material to pull from.
1: How fucking badass would it be to literally fight computer viruses, like? <laughs> your computer starts fucking up and you can literally just beat the shit out of whatever's fucking it up yeah that,
2: I did like those uh, games where do I go oh like I'm not too familiar with Mega Man the mythos or anything but I'm looking at a character uh, drawing of Mega Man X and he looks pretty badass
1: that's so. from yeah. uh, X Command in particular that's kind of like X upgraded a little bit
2: yeah but so I, who knows how close they'll stick to anything but mm-hmm. um, I don't
1: know yeah I always loved how I love. I've always loved X's design. Yeah, was, this this could be really good or completely stupid. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true.
3: How
2: I feel about the Mega Man movie or the Metal Gear movie, actually. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. So next story here is by IGN. According to Nintendo, Mario.
2: Oh Why? <laughs> sorry, sorry, it was in the next tab over. Oh. <laughs>
0: It was probably playing the video or something. Uh, So apparently Mario is no longer a plumber. He stopped being a plumber a long, long time ago. Would
1: Uh, would you go back to being a plumber after you, like, became the hero of the Mushroom Kingdom, Joe? No. Would you go back to a mundane hell, Joe, would you go back to the job you had now if you, like, went into a pipe and had, like, a magical adventure with crazy (laughs) people? Hey, some people
2: don't have a choice. Did you ever see Hurt Locker?
1: Uh, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. It's yeah,
0: good. it's very good. <laughs> uh, so back when he was Jumpman, uh, he was apparently a carpenter. That's what Miyamoto said. Then he yeah, so he switched occupations before. <laughs> yeah, so he was a carpenter, then a plumber, then a doctor, then a cement factory worker, uh, a I referee. Yeah, he was referee. Was in a cement
2: factory. Yeah.
0: He was a cement factory worker for a little while,
2: apparently. That's what it says on the thing?
0: It was in nine, 1983 in the Game & Watch game. I remember playing that. Yeah, and um, that's when he was... It was in Mario's Cement Factory. That was the game. Yep. Yeah, we're looking oh. at it
1: right now. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, so he's done a lot.
2: He's been around. The most blue hero ever.
1: Like <laughs> Everyone can relate to it.
0: everyone can relate to this plumber or carpenter or I don't even know what he is now
1: I kinda um yeah Luigi feels like he's slacking by comparison since all he's been is a plumber and a ghost hunter yeah poor guy he always gets the leftovers
2: I mean ghost hunting's cool
1: ghost hunting's pretty sick though granted he was doing it with a vacuum Mm. he was low budget Alright, next story here
0: is by Kotaku. New South Park game gets harder if you play as a black character. Uh, it's true, it does. And apparently your um, uh, also you're the type of gender you choose will mess with gameplay as well. Okay. So, I love South Park.
1: I, love I was uh, wondering about that when we were first looking at this story. Because I was so, like, maybe the even harder mode is playing as a woman and the harder one is being a trans woman. Black Hand, yeah, humans.
0: that's what they're saying. Yeah, I mean, you just be a game must be incredibly hard then. Uh, but I, I just I love South Park, especially. I don't know if you guys watch the latest season of South Park, but they just because they release stuff so fast, they do just a fantastic job of just covering what's going on in the news. And they just ah, uh, they hit this stuff spot on. So,
2: I need to finish Stick of Truth, yeah.
0: Love the of of series. It. Yeah, this, this
2: thing looks uh this looks fun.
0: hmm Yeah, it's very fun. It's really
2: good. I got a lot of respect for those South Park dudes.
0: Okay. Um next one. Oh, and, also, and so apparently too, they've been Comedy Central has re has signed them on till twenty nineteen. So we have like at least two more seasons
3: nice. of uh, mm.
0: South Park. So they're gonna be around for a while. Uh, okay, so next story by IGN. Square Enix could stop Final Fantasy modding if there are too many adult mods. Uh, so at uh, PAX West, they tried to turn a blind eye. And... <laughs> they tried, they tried, they tried to trust the community. But uh, at PAX West, they interviewed the CEO of Square Enix, and he says if things get too out of control, we may have to step in and well, just kind of, just, I guess they said, uh, stop them entirely. Glorious yeah, so
3: glorious pandemonium.
0: So, so I guess you can you can do the naughty, but you can't go kinky with it. I guess I, maybe you just can't go too far with it. Yeah.
2: The, the thing is, I, I don't know if they, they have built-in mod support or are they just saying that we're putting on a PC, so obviously people will mod it.
0: Uh, They haven't specified, like, they're not releasing how with Bethesda and their creation, whatever, club or something. I think they're just really just saying that, you know, because it's a PC game, it's going to be opened. So you can kind of just mod it and do whatever you want. So they haven't said anything about specifying special tools or proper support. I think they're just saying, you know, you can go into the files and tweak stuff and add stuff, you know, blah, blah, blah.
2: The thing is, is, there's not really that much they can do to stop it.
3: I mean they, they
2: can obviously do what Take Two did and that was like a very specific targeting thing but the thing about like modding PC stuff or like games that come out on PC is like once it's out there it's out there. So you can't really stop it.
3: Right.
2: Um That's it true. will be if it happens and it will, like nude mods, they're just gonna get traded around. Um, it's not gonna be impossible to find.
0: What they could do, and this would be really annoying, is they could I mean, they could blacklist certain things from within the game system, like make it so that if something, like if a a, you know, a model or a script or some sort of alien type code or whatever, you know, is trying to do something or be run, they could try and block it with an update. I don't know. I mean, there's things they could do to stop it.
3: Yeah. But, but
1: you're but you're right. Yeah. I imagine that. this is just being reserved for like shit that's like way too dire, like like some mm-hmm. rapey stuff or something. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but it's 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 funny that they had such an open mind um, last week, and it felt kind of fresh for a Japanese company, but yeah. now I'm kind of seeing, like, oh, they really don't understand, like, how mod scenes work at all. No. Like, that yeah. shit's an inevitable. Like, just let it sit there. Like, that stuff is, like, so expected at this point that it doesn't even make headlines or anything. Like,
3: Mm-mm.
2: you're only going to find it if that's what you're looking for.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I think it's, so like he was also saying in there too, is that, you know, they've they've never, this is their first time doing something like this, and they, they all the past Final Fantasy games, it's been a very set world, it's been a very, an experience that everyone, the same experience for everyone, and now they're, they're trying to, they want to kind of give everyone their own unique take on the world, but they also don't want people destroying what they've created, that's what they, you know, they're saying, they, they don't want people messing with it and yeah. really just... Yeah, so it's, yeah, no, for it's, it's very a Japanese mindset. You know, they want it; <laughs> they want a certain experience for the player.
3: Well, I
1: mean, and, basically, as long as like other people's mods don't intrude on an, individ- an individual's experience with the world. Like, mm-hmm. I think they were talking about some kind of multiplayer element. Yeah, as long as I don't necessarily have to deal with somebody's like. Uh, big floppy dick mod or, <laughs> yeah, or blackface mod or whatever. Yeah, that's definitely not how mods work. Both clients have to have them for mm-hmm. them
2: to see. Exactly.
1: Mod. So it's ultimately not too big a deal. It's just kind of like you're just kind of like getting upset about what somebody might be doing. And yeah. Yeah, they need yeah, to they, show it, Yeah, they
0: feel like it's just destroying, you know, their, their vision for what the game is is or what they feel like it should always be that kind of thing
2: well we'll uh, see i'm sure we'll revisit yeah. this topic when the <laughs> nude mods do come out and mm-hmm. they will
1: oh yeah tons of them you'll see giant and then we monsters. see all kinds of uh protests about how these nude mods made the insert person's children here gay or
0: something <laughs> <laughs> because all the guys just driving around the car naked or having an orgy in the car. It's, it's going to happen. There's nothing they can do. Final it's, Fantasy
1: hot coffee mod. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, cool. We're actually on the last story here. Um, so, Atlas possibly teasing Catherine, too. I have shamefully never played any. Uh, I've played Catherine at all. I know you two really like that game a lot, don't you? I.
1: Oh yeah, we did it as a topic during one of the episodes. You were gone. Oh, yeah, to. yeah, that game's brilliant. It's amazing.
2: I fucking love that game. We it's love so it so good. much. Um, yeah, I I hope that they're gonna fucking do another
1: one. Well, to, to describe specifically what they did, they had a like a conference regarding something, and mm-hmm. what they did is they used a framing device in Catherine, which is called the Golden Playhouse hosted by a character they refer to as the Midnight Venus to kind of, like, open up the interview, introduce it, and kind of, like... She was basically acting as... This fictional character was acting as the host for their weird little interview segment. And, you know, it's possible that this was just sort of, like, a weird-for-fun thing, but when Mm -hmm. you consider... um, You know, when you consider IPs intellectual properties and, like... How beneficial it can be uh, to kind of test the waters, so to speak, when are yeah. bringing something back or what. And I think this got a pretty big reaction. Um, I'd be for this even if it wasn't another Catherine. Like if they were just bringing back the Golden Playhouse as a framing device for different types of games, like making it an, an anthology, kind of like Final Fantasy, except not even not even locked into a specific genre. Uh, add to that the fact that these games do, I want to say they do appear loosely, I don't know if they appear in the official Megami Tensei timeline, they could Vincent has showed up in I think Persona 4 as a cameo and it would be interesting if these were in the Megami Tensei timelines because you're not playing as that character who can affect the world in Catherine you're very much playing a normal person affected by the machinations of these god characters. So it's okay, kind of like, nice. um, yeah, kind of like, imagine playing as an NPC type character in any JRPG. And how bad shit crazy. Like, Joe, imagine playing as a character in the world of FF6 when you know what happens.
0: Oh, damn. I
1: would absolutely
0: love that and be terrified at the same time. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, that's, I need to play this game. That sounds really interesting. Why haven't I not played this? Is on the PlayStation 2? Did that come out on the PlayStation 2? Yep. No, oh, no, 3.
1: Okay. It's on 3. 3? 3?
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, i got to check such it a out.
1: Gem.
2: It's yeah. so fun. It, it's really weird. It, you know, all the, it talks about... It's a game about the relationships between men and women and mm-hmm. taking relationships to the next level. Mm. And it's very... But it's, like, surrealist.
1: Yeah, it's pretty deep, and like the role you play as the player is pretty distinct in comparison to other games like this. Yeah, but then there's also, I guess, like let's call it like the hard gameplay, which is a sort of like puzzle climbing mechanic that is simultaneously uh, intellectual and tactile and reflex, and all of it is just very distinct. It's all very unique. I, there's literally nothing like it.
2: Uh, I think... Uh, I think the person I lent it to, he broke up with his boyfriend and the game is at that guy's house, so oh, I don't know if I can actually get it. But I, I really want to play it again now.
1: Yeah, now I want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> i played through it like three times.
0: Now I remember why I didn't, Why I was hesitant to play it. It's because I, I remember seeing some weird puzzle thing where he's pushing blocks around or something. Yeah,
1: that's what I was talking about me. with the hard gameplay. No,
0: it's good.
2: Yeah, it's okay. pretty fun, actually.
0: I'll get past that. I'll just go over that. Alright. Um, well, that was the last story. I know you guys have to go in a second, but just finish up real quick. Yeah, we can uh finish. Final thoughts? Final thoughts?
1: Mm, that sure hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> be, be very careful on Rule 34, kids. I know it can be fun whether, you know... You have very distinct fetishes, or are you just like looking at this stuff for the giggles? Because there's some absurd stuff on there for sure. But be careful. Your mind is actually a very delicate thing, and <laughs> there are things on that site that will destroy it. <laughs> I just think it's all really
2: funny. <laughs> yeah, oh, this this image I, is I, kind I, of disturbing.
0: Yeah, Deeply I would say <laughs> I would say. See, looking at this picture, will put some hair on your chest, but it won't. It will just. It'll put some hair
1: you. on your psyche. Mm. In the sense that hair's yeah. not supposed to be there. Ugh, God.
0: Uh, how about you, Mike? In um, Final thoughts.
2: FFA, good. Middle Gear movie, we'll see. Mm. Um, curious about that Mega Man movie. Um, both <laughs> The other thing we didn't touch on was he was kind of talking about like oh like then we're, there's gonna there's got to be a new wave of video game movies that's gonna happen. And I think he's right,
3: mm.
2: but we'll see. Um, it might not be time yet. Maybe he'll lead the charge. But um, yeah, um, and I want Catherine too.
1: Yeah, I, I, I again I either I'll be i um, I'm happy with Catherine too. If they just bring back the Golden Playhouse or the Midnight Venus, that's fine. Just, just stuff. There's a lot of stuff in there they can bring back, mm. and you can tie it with other shit in uh, Atlas's catalog. So it's like, it's there's a lot of win here.
3: Yeah.
0: I do believe they are going to be doing a new Mortal Kombat movie, so we have that to look forward to. No.
1: I don't know <laughs> how they're going to... I don't know who they could cast that will come anywhere near... Robin Shugh? Uh no, 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 no. Shang Tsung. Oh, Kari
2: Hiroyuki Togawa. Yeah. Uh, um,
1: that was perfect for it.
2: I miss Robin Shu.
1: yeah. He he's one of the um, uh, sort of casualties of Hollywood moving away from the martial arts movie.
2: Yeah.
1: Because uh, like I want I say him, um, Michael J. White, and can't remember who else. But there's a couple of guys who I feel like should be really big stars right now. Yeah. But aren't because Ooh, yeah, of the shift. It? Ooh,
2: this guy could do it. This guy could do it. Ooh. oh yeah it's the guy Hiroyuki Sanada he's he was the wild man in Last Samurai and he was the bad guy in The Wolverine yeah one of them anyway and And he's
1: perfect he's in Rush Hour 3 just look at his face he's got a he can do angry and mean he's yeah yeah he's got a a look of he's got the edge the edge you need.
2: need oh wait about five articles down, lifestyle hero Yuki Sanada doesn't like being offered Chinese polls. Oh, oh god damn it. Oh. God
3: damn
2: it. Uh. Maybe we could change it to Shang Sakiyama?
1: <laughs> Shin Shinsung? Yeah. Shin Sakiyama, I don't know. You can be Japanese.
2: Yeah, you can make him Japanese.
1: Work. <laughs> oh man. Maybe he could be uh. half and half.
0: <laughs> Uh, well, one thing I definitely want to see a lot more of is these collaboration things. All the games that I, that I, like, I go back to like Capcom, working with Nintendo, doing the Zelda, and just a whole bunch of other collaborations. Only good things seem to come out of that stuff. And if Studio 51 is doing a collaboration with a whole bunch of different developers, man, I just want to see more of it. More of these companies
1: working together to create something beautiful. That's yeah, I mean, look at, as much as we ragged on Tekken, look at uh, Akuma and Geese Howard yeah. and those games. They seem to be yeah. very well integrated. Give
2: me an FF8 game again. Yeah. God damn it. I'm with it. That's my other final thought. Yeah,
1: there and you again, go, please. Yeah, give us, give us that the kind of remake you're doing with FF7, with FF8, and make it even more gooey and romantic. Except, yeah. when, it's, uh, except when it's Laguna, then you make that shit funny. <laughs> make that shit game. pee your pants funny
0: <laughs> okay uh, alright so you can find out more info about the show at NAGP returns on Twitter I was about to say on Netflix I was like <laughs> that would be weird for maybe now. one on day Netflix. Joe
1: <laughs> um, and uh, Lionel how about you where you uh, find yeah. um, I have an anime show uh, the old Taku Connection where. We talk about shit that no one really cares about because I don't think I have any listeners. But in the off chance that I do, you guys can look forward to me trying to pick a fight with the internet yet again when we talk about the uh, Netflix adaption of Death Note. Yes. Yes, I mean, I'm kind of over that now, but if you do feel the need to fight me, yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah, I got some people that I can get.
0: I want to get some feedback on that.
1: Alright. um uh, check my Twitter at old Taku connect um, I've made it a point to kind of like filter through the reviews of that movies and find the ones that are actually not bogged down by uh, butt hurt and fanboy hate fight me internet
0: oh I'll make sure they do Mike how about you any stuffs
2: uh yeah follow us at hey listen radio on Facebook Twitter. And I guess Instagram, <laughs> uh, uh, SoundCloud, etc. subscribe on iTunes. Uh, my Twitter is uh, Hyper90s, and my show will be back someday.
1: Yeah, it well, because hey, if he doesn't, I'm, I'm going to take it from him. You can't take anything from me. Oh, oh, I'm right in front of you. <laughs> I can take your life if I so desire. <laughs> but you won't. Uh. I definitely won't. You will do neither. You you entertain me. Why would I kill (laughs) the ones that entertain me?